reservation in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, I come from a reservation in South Dakota. Give it up for me, I made it off the res. That's a big deal, you know? That's like Gilligan making it off the island. I didn't even know I could leave the res. I was like, what, we can leave? I was pissed, man. You know, I used to stand on the reservation line looking out. <laughs> and my family, they were like, hey, JR, get away from there. You're gonna get us in trouble. <laughs> and I was like, I'm waiting for the sacred Budweiser truck to arrive. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I have an Indian name. My Indian name is Wambli Ohitika. I know, it sounds like my dad just looked into a bowl of alphabet soup. Um, we shall call him. Wambli Ohitika. <laughs> Says right here in the bowl. Give it up for JR Wedwater. Oh, yeah. What's up, JR? Good oh, to see you, brother. Wow. Eric Allegria. Nice... Yeah. Man, long time no see, bro. It's great to see it's you, brother. It's just the best to see here. Very cheers, I'm man. glad you're doing good. We got some Gentleman Jack for oh, the gentleman best dressed right Solid here. J.R. Redwater. Thank you so much. Yeah. This is kind of how I dressed when I was doing that set, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Where, were, where was that uh, recorded <clears throat> at? Um, Hollywood at the uh, El Rey Theater off of Wilshire. Oh, okay. West Hollywood. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, my mom was there. No way. Oh. Yeah, she passed away last year. Oh, she, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I I literally killed her. Oh, no. one of my jokes. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, I didn't mean to make you laugh that hard. And she's oh. like... <laughs> oh, dude. Nah, no, but it's been like a year now. Oh, okay. Know, she... She was a big inspiration. Was she? Yeah. yeah. Was she very supportive with your stand-up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, she was there, you know? Like, yeah. And that's kind of one of the things you want to do, you know, is, like, really impress your parents before they kick the bucket. Absolutely. Yeah, so. I think I think that's the person that I wanted to uh, laugh the most, you right. know, is my mom yeah. or my dad. You yeah. Know, either one. Yeah. And my dad was hard to impress because he always had all the dad jokes, you know. And my mom, she was just like a loud mouth, yeah. you know. So I got both of that from both of them, you know. Oh, wow. So my dad passed and like 10 years ago. And my mom passed last year. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like it's part of life. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Um, I have sisters. I don't have a brother. Well, I have a brother. He's in heaven already, oh, okay. too. You know, a younger right, huh? brother. So Older or younger? He's younger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he would have been like, I don't know, I'm 46. He would have been like 44. 44? Right yeah. Oh, okay. But he passed when he was 30. Oh, he was okay. He young, you know. It's kind of like 
you know, like these drugs, you know, it's yeah. like these accidental overdoses and yeah. people are like gone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how he went. Oh, like, okay. Accidentally. Like he just was trying to get high. Yeah. You know? Just a regular, so, uh, you know, session, and then it was just uh, laced with some harder stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I have good memories with all, uh, all, all of them, and you it's know, awesome. Yeah. So, so he seemed like, uh, <laughs> you know, he uh, lived life to the fullest. Yeah, he was and an awesome. He he was funny when when we got together. It was just like, yeah, we're always like bantering really? back and forth, and bagging on so each other or what. And other people, though, oh, you right. know, like yeah. like we were the life of the party oh, a lot yeah. of time, like that. So, yeah, his name was Bob. Bob, oh, okay, Big bad Bob. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was, and he had twelve kids before he passed. Wow. <laughs> so I still see his kids around, like his image and stuff. Oh, you know? sure, bro. Yeah. Twelve, damn. Yeah, he's yeah, a ladies' man, cool. huh? Yeah, dude, he was handsome as heck, oh. man. Like. Like, I couldn't have a girlfriend around him because yeah. they ended up going out with him. They're yeah. like, screw JR. <laughs> he, he wanted it all for they himself. They just have that good, yeah. good looks, oh, man. Okay. He couldn't help it, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm I'm decent looking, yeah. but he had it going on, man. Right on. Sure. He probably had game, too, yeah, you know, which is important. Yeah, he had game. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, like, going to proms and stuff, because we went to prom every year in high school. But, like... We danced, yeah. You know, like we just we were dancing with all the ladies, yeah. You know? Like I remember one time, I just I would go up to the girls and I'll be like, "Hey, I'll snap my fingers." <laughs> They'll be like, "Ah, oh, he pointed at me." <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, we used to dance with all the girls because not everybody knows how to dance. You know, That's not true. everybody grows up like that. That's true. Yeah. Dudes that know how to dance, they get more chicks than Whoa, than guys that don't. Yeah. It's uh it's a proven yeah. fact. They said if you can dance, you're good in bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dude, man, yeah, wow. long it's time, wild. dude. Yeah, dude. It's weird after this whole pandemic, you know. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 It's it's really really crazy to see like comedians from from the old school, well, our old school, sure. You know, no, I was talking with another comedian about this. You know, you know, us as stand ups, we're used to being out almost every night, uh, multiple times, multiple venues right. a night, right. and all over. Our thing is like hanging out, yeah. you know, even yeah. if we're not, if we don't have a spot, you know. Yeah. Remember the parlor on Melrose mm -hmm. on yeah, Monday night? I, Jay Davis yeah. used to have that, yeah, yeah, good room, right? Yeah, that yeah. was a good room. Yeah, they don't do that no more, huh? No. Well, what happened to Jay? <laughs> I don't know. I you know I haven't seen him around for a while. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him either. You know, but I haven't seen a lot of people. Right, for a long I haven't. Time, it, you know, it's been a grip. Man. Yeah, and I've I've been going through life anyway. You know, yeah. just trying to build up that material. Sure. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. We gotta we gotta face it no matter what. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I remember when I I first came to the Ha Ha, um, and I was already established as yeah. a comedian. Just nobody really knew who I was, you know, because I was already touring. Yeah. You were going, making money. Yeah. I just went right for the money. Yeah. Bro. I I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. But you know, I I just I got out of the navy. Yeah. You know, and I was just so gung ho about like, hey, you know, like, because in the navy, like, I was super gung ho. Yeah. And then when I got out, it was just like, 
I live in America, man. This little land of opportunity. Yeah. I'm going to make the most of it. Oh, yeah. And that's what I did. And I just ran comedy like a business from the start. I I wrote an hour of material. And I was like, I'm ready to go. And I used to stand in my garage and I built a stage. and Really? Kind of like you have a studio, you know? I built that in the garage. Yeah. And I had my mic and my speaker and... I used to put chairs in my garage and wow and I would just practice my hour like over and over before I even took it on stage wow and that's how I was working you know and I was just so I, I really just wanted to make it like yeah. I was so determined and um that's how the military like trains your mind you know is how like, what's the visualizer yeah put all the cards in your favor you know and that's what I did. I just wrote out a business plan, and I followed it. And I had it in front of me every day at my desk when I was working. It was framed right there. So I was just, like, going for all these goals. And I remember I would just mark them off each time. Like, wow. I would complete one, and I would go down the list. And <clears throat> and um, I, um, I have I owe a lot of credit to a guy. His name's Steve Roy. Yeah. Um. He, he had this program he started in 2003, and it was called Make Money in 90 Days Doing Stand-Up Comedy, and it's called KillerStandup.com. I mean, I'm not trying to plug him or nothing, but, like, I'm giving him credit, you know? And I joined that test group, and that's when the internet was on dial-up and stuff, <laughs> you know? It was like T1 and yeah, whatever, yeah. you know? like, um, <clears throat> And we used to all meet online, you know? And... Um, uh, he just uh, looked at comedy more different than the traditional style, which was set up punchline. His was more of like storytelling, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I got into it, and he had a system called um, positive audience response, which is when people are laughing, clapping, cheering, whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that can be recorded on audio. Uh-huh. You could time that. Yeah. So I was timing the laughs I was getting. <clears throat> and at first they were short laughs. Then after taking his course, and I mean, I dropped out halfway through his course because I was making money already. Oh, That's wow. how quick I got That's at wild. it. That's wow. And so my I would record every set I did. Then I would go back and, and then I would time each laugh. He had software that he invented that records each laugh. And so that's how my last became bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I was talking less on stage and they were laughing more. Wow. So that was the ratio. You know, the usually a ratio is comedians do all the talking and the audience barely laughs. That's like the ratio. Ah. Um so it's like say if you're on stage ten minutes, thirty if you had a 30 par score means 30% of the time they were laughing and 70% of the time you were talking. Oh, wow. that's how it works. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you can measure those by time. So wow. if you had two stopwatches, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I got into it. It was kind of like the science of comedy wow. at that point. You know how people say laughs per minute. It's not that it's not, it was the length of the laugh. Oh, you get it. Yeah. And so that was the, the big deal. So, I ended up um, going pro in 2004 on my own. Like, you don't need permission. No one yeah. has to discover right. you or nothing. Right. Yeah. 
And I don't think most people know that, so, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like you, you have to get beat up in Hollywood yeah. and, you know, do seven minute spots here and there. And I was right. doing hours in the beginning. Wow. And it was through that program. It just kind of opened up my eyes and, and, um, I just, I, I just went for it. I quit my job and I, in 2004, January, 2000, January 6th to be <laughs> exact. And I just went pro, and I was going all over the country, working my niche. I'm Native American, yeah. so I just went to all the Native communities, and they embraced me, and I started making them laugh, yeah. you know? And after that, it was just, like, regular, just yeah. calling them. Um, I would put ads in, like, Native publications and stuff, papers and magazines that they were public. Uh, I would buy ads in there. And then people would call me, you know, for hire. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. So, so I spent money to make money. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. You, yeah. you have to do that. You know? Yeah. But um, I I wasn't gonna lose. Right. Because you know, like when you're brand new and you're doing stand up in Southern California, Hollywood, Orange County, wherever, um, you have to have a name already. Yeah. You otherwise nobody's gonna respect you. Yeah. And they'll always kick you especially if you're not part of our clique or yeah. whatever, you know? Right. And every comedian experiences that when you're here. Yeah. But I was like, nah, I'm not going to wait in line. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out of here, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I did. I, I I, mean, I dressed good today, but I dressed good back then. Okay. Because I was just like, I'm a pro. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to represent myself. Yeah. And even though I'm not making real money right now, that's what I was thinking, like, I'm still a pro, right? You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna let nobody tell me different because this is gonna happen. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Mind over everything, right? Yeah, you you can't quit. That's, yeah, that's one thing. I just read some uh, graffiti on a billboard on the way <laughs> here to the podcast, and there, and it says, "Do not quit." And then it, and then I seen some initials, but then I see the last name. It says Hill, but then I see a C in front of it. Well, Charlie Hill was one of my mentors. Do you know Charlie Hill? No. He, he was one of Richard Pryor's best friends. Get out okay. of here. Yeah, he was on the Richard Pryor show in 75, I think it was. That's wild, dude. <clears throat> and uh, Charlie Hill passed away, too. The, the theme is not death, okay, people? <laughs> <laughs> but he was one of my mentors, and um, I used to go all over Hollywood with him. Um, and he used to show, man, I met a lot of my heroes in comedy like uh, Dom Irera yeah like I love Dom Irera I used to watch him on TV when I was a kid yeah and he was so funny yeah and then now I'm smoking a joint with him yeah. at the comedy store you know yeah, like yeah. in the back room sure. you know like it's so it's it's really cool this this lifestyle because you get to meet your heroes yeah you know and then they hang out with you yeah. And they really don't act like they're your hero. Right. They, they just know they're badass. Though, right. You know? Yeah. And Charlie Hill was one of them. And that's, so I felt like that was a message when I was driving here, you know? Because I seen C. Hill. Oh. But it says, don't ever give up. That's what it said on, on the billboard. And that's the theme right now is don't, don't ever, ever give up. Don't ever and give up. As long as you don't do that. And you stick around, yeah. And you hang around, yeah. And then you're learning, yep. and then you're just hungry for it. You're gonna make it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that how you feel about it? I do. 
Yeah. I do. I think persistence is king. And, uh, yeah, if you just keep at it, yeah, something's going to happen. Because you only get better. You yeah. know this. Yes. Because, I mean, even though you were crushing uh, the game when you first came out and were doing stuff, um, you know, and even though you are getting these laughs and this and that, you know that you've gotten a lot better after, you know, weeks and months and years. You know, you, you, you evolve. Just feel yeah, you evolve. Even from when I ended up getting a TV spot and going on national TV, even even that wasn't my apex. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Like, I still feel I haven't got there yet because right. I, I feel like you're, you become more relaxed as a human being after you're pro for so long. Yeah. And then you get real. Right. Instead of jokey. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and jokey works for TV. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but like if you're in a live audience and like, you're just there and being raw. Yeah. Like, that's the realness right there. And I think that's what people respect about comedy. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I used to love watching you, man. Like, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll crack up and you're like, oh, what was one of your, uh, like, punchlines that was always like, um, do it. I, do it yeah Yeah. it was do it yeah yeah. and i would crack up so hard i'm like i love that right and because that defines you Mm -hmm. you know but that's how cool you were like (laughs) i was like that dude is so cool right now like i love that shit yeah so like um so that's iron sharpening iron you know it was just like every night in the clubs you're like there and You've seen people who are like veterans or are already on TV yeah. and um, just doing things. Yeah. You know, making the world like shake. Oh, you know? For sure. And then when you become a part of that, it's just so amazing. It's, it's like, amazing. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just like you have the world in the palm of your hand. And, but also, you enjoy the ride. Oh, yeah. And, for sure. And then you, you're rocking it right along with, you know, all your heroes, yeah. all your buddies that you look Still. up to. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, like, me and you, you know, uh, we started in L.A., right? Right. So that this is the major leagues. This uh-huh. is the top of the top. Yeah. So if you're going to start, right. I mean, so when you're starting, you're already... You know, you, you suck, right? right. You're, you're only getting better as you go, right? Just like anything, right? Uh-huh. But we're going up after, you know, uh, Jeffrey Ross or, you know, Dom Herrera right. or Ron White or, uh-huh. you know, who else? Joe uh-huh. Rogan. Who cares? Uh-huh. You know, I, I, we're going against, They're like, all there. Name, yeah. <laughs> name, name brands. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And even, even the lower level, level guys are just monsters yeah you know? they're killers, killers dude. they're funnier than them guys yeah because you know? they're hungry yeah and they're throwing like everything you know yeah. At, yeah. at them you know yeah. what i mean because they're hungry and they don't yeah. know who's out in that audience yeah. right and yeah. it's la it's hollywood it's all that so like who in the audience it could be a, a major producer right. uh agent uh right. you know any of them and how many of our friends made it you know, right. like oh. got on big productions and or we're all, on yeah. TV while we we're hanging out with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's them. just the best feeling is like 
And and you don't have to mention it when you're hanging out because everybody already kind of knows what's going on with everybody. Yeah, you know, sure. And then it's just a really like you have to be here though. Yeah, you like gotta be if here. you're living in the Midwest and you're going hard there and you're the best best there, you're the big fish in a small pond. Right. But when you come here, you're the little fish in a big pond, and then then you really have to scrap for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And that was a good thing about like going pro on my own, hitting the road, doing an hour. Like literally, that's what I did. I just rode an hour because people are like, can you do an hour? Oh, yeah. Then I'll get off the phone. I'm like, I got to ride an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I kind of forced myself to do it, you know, yeah. and it, it was good. Oh, wow. And by the time I came back into LA, LA, Hollywood, Orange County, San Diego, wherever it is, um, I was already established. Yeah, already had jokes. Yeah, like that were killing on the road. Yeah. that were getting me paid. Yeah. So when I came here, I wasn't so desperate right. to make it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like you know. I already felt like, hey man, I got my thing going on. I. I like, I wanted to share that with other comedians, too, but, like, other comedians just already have in their head what they're going to do, right. you know? So yeah. you can't really change your mind anyway. Yeah, we have strong personalities. It's kind of hard to steer us away from what we got in our head, you know, our plan, our game plan, and stuff like that. Like, I remember when I first started, nobody could tell me nothing, you know? Oh, right, you could give right. me advice and this and that, but, like, I already had in my head, you know, where I needed to you know, what I needed to do and where I needed to go. You know, right. I was open to suggestions and this and that, but, like, nothing no, nothing was stopping me. Right. You know? Right. That's why this, it's funny because, like, whenever, like, somebody wants to start stand-up comedy and they ask me, you know, oh, you know, uh, should I start, uh, should, I, should I become a comedian? I tell them no. I tell them no because if they really want to do it, they're not going to listen to me. Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. They're right. going to have you. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you're just going to, like, people could, they could have told me to quit every day. Right. It doesn't matter. I was going to, so like, true. still go. I was still going to do it because it was here. It wasn't, you know, I didn't need, uh, you know, I need, I didn't need to hear that. You when, know what I mean? When did you know you first wanted to do stand up? Oh, you know, like, uh, I, I was in high school and, uh, they had a a, a lock in. Uh-huh. Uh, did you ever have that, like in high school? I've, where been, I've been to them where they try to keep the kids sober all over, night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, come on, man. We we gotta sneak the booze in. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, yeah. No. So so that's where you learned it. Like you're like, I want to be, I want to do comedy. You probably made them all laugh all yeah. night. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, you know, we took turns going up and making our friends laugh. Right. And when I did that, it was boom, instant. And it right. was boom. It was like, oh, wow. And, and you just have the right tone of voice. You know, that's like me. I talk slow. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, great I'm just like you're right. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think, like, that was a complex of mine before. Like, people always say, man, you talk slow. And I'm like. Hey, man, I didn't want to talk, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I knew I was funny ever since second grade because like all my classmates would at the end of the year, you we, what we did in our second grade is we get one of those piece of papers, like a construction paper and put your name on it. Yeah. Then every 
everybody gets to sign it, right, at the end of the year, and they all put, you're so funny. You should be a stand-up comedian. Back then, I barely knew what a stand-up was, uh, you know? And yeah. I was like, what is that? Then I used to check out all the joke books at the library. and So I kind of knew early on <laughs> it was always a secret because uh-huh. you tell somebody, they'll put you down and kind of crush your dreams a little. So yeah. I always kept it a secret. Yeah. And then when I was getting on the Navy in 99, it was probably late December of 98, but I got out in 99, early 99. After four years, and um, one of my shipmates, he's like, "We're we're cleaning the bathroom. They call it the head. You oh know? yeah. Um, we're we're just like in our bullshit. And, yeah. And he's like, uh, he he's like, hey, hey, Red, I'm gonna be a stand up comedian when when I get out of the Navy. I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a stand up too. Nice. You know. And then years later, after all this, you yeah. know, he connects with me on Facebook, and he's like. Uh, hey, uh, Redwater, you're a comedian. And I'm like, yeah, what about you, bro? He's like, I never had the balls to do it. Oh, nice. Man. Yeah. But he inspired me. Oh, cool. You know? Yeah, no, no. I, I've had similar stories like that where, where like someone else, you know, was, he was like the person that you'd think that was going to do stand-up, right? Right, right. Uh, he was outgoing and all that and stuff. And, and funny. I was more... Yeah, yeah, quiet and reserved, but when I did talk, I was funny, you know? Right, um, right. All right, let's, uh, we got some. But, I mean, it's, it is about, you know, continuing and just never stopping and just going and, you know, and you'll get rewarded. Uh, and, and I don't know about you, but, like, there was one time when I felt like I wanted to quit, and that was the very first time I did comedy. Mm. The Cause I bombed. Yeah. Like I bombed super hard, dude. Oh. Like I, I just thought you get up there and talk, Yeah, you know? Right. Right. Like, and basically that's what I do today. Right. But like, yeah. it took a lot of work right. to get to that point. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I super bombed, dude. And it was at the Irvine improv, oh. you know? Yeah. And, and the manager, his name was Jeff Jenna mm-hmm. at the time. I don't know if you know Jeff, but. He's super funny, and he coached me, and he became my mentor oh, there wow. for a little while. Um, and uh, but he said after my set, he said, "How do you think you did, Jr.?" And I said, "I did all right when I know I didn't." You know, and he's all like, "Why don't you go work on your act for six months and come back? I'll give you another spot." <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, that was like devastating for me." So I went and worked on my act. Dude, like, but for three days, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I'm like, I'm talking to myself, you know, and my head's literally under the pillow in shame, you know? Sure. And I'm like, you know, JR, you could do it because, like, you were in the Navy. You used to launch $30 million jets off a catapult. Like, you could do this. Like, you weren't the best when you first started that job. Right. But you were the best when you left, you know? And this is the same way. And so I hired a coach, and he taught me the basics. And then the rest is history because I just stayed hungry. You know? That's so important, man. It's so important because, 
you know, the hung the hungriest one or the more hungry I think will beat out talent. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And hard work always beats it out. Hard work, exactly. How are we looking? That one uh stopped already. What where was your first stage that you hit then? Besides the one you made. <clears throat> um you know, after that it was uh second stage theater in Santa Ana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right um, on. And that was more of like a, what do you call it? Like, what do those guys do? Improv groups? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they had a comedy show every Friday night. So I was okay. going there for the first month of my career. And I was bombing every Friday night. Wow. Like, one, two, three, every Friday night. And then the fourth Friday night, I came back and um, I, I learned my material uh-huh. like like I was supposed to, you know? And I came back and I killed it. Man. And there were other bookers for other rooms in Orange County there, and they're like, "Can you come do my room?" Because they thought I was good. Yeah. But I just learned my short seven minute set. That's all I had. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I could come," and it felt legit, all of it. And I just went with the program, and quite frankly, I was killing it ever since. Like, nice. I mean. Sure, I had my nights where, you know, the dynamics weren't good in the room or whatever. Yeah. Every comedian goes through yeah, that yeah. shit, you know? Sure. But, like, when it was good, yeah, it was, like, when I came in and killing it. And then when Jeff Jenna, six months came up, yeah. I came back, right? I, I called him. I said, Jeff, you said I could come back in six months. I've been working on my act. He said, okay. And he gave me like a seven minute spot, perfect because that's all I had. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I came back and I killed it. Wow, dude, it was just the opposite of my first experience there. Wow. And then I knew I did because um, after my set, I was sitting in the audience watching the other comedians um, next to my friends and family that yeah, I invited. Yeah. And I turned and I looked around over my shoulder and I saw Jeff Jenna and he was looking at me and he's all, he just put two thumbs up and he's smiling and I was all, dang, that's rad. That's awesome. And I really just felt like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to stay. Yeah, yeah. This is it, dude. And I became a regular down there at the improv. Um, And then I started making my way into LA. Yeah. You know? And... But then, uh, you know, just life when you're an open micer, you know, um, nothing's real solid for you. Yeah. So you're still looking. You, sure. You're just hungry. You're like yeah. a wolf. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah. Like, and the prize is killing it. Yeah. That's the prize. Yeah. You know, walking off stage and having some prestige, yeah. you know? I mean, like, because that feeling of rejection is the worst. Yeah. And and Worst I wasn't feeling that no yeah. more, you know, not a lot. Like yeah. my batting average was going up. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, it was real fun, man. Yeah. That's a real exciting part of life right yeah. there. Especially because I knew comedy was going to be my life. Yeah. Like I, I hear a lot of comedians are like, well, you know, like uh, I do this job and I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. just trying it out. Yeah. It's like hobby, yeah. you know? Right. It's like 
I hate hobby comedians, bro. <laughs> I hate them with the past because they take up our time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. get out of here, kid. Like, we're here to do business. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, because that goes against what we were saying that uh, what it takes to be successful, and that's hard work and persistence. Right. So these hobbyists, you know what I mean? They're here today and gone tomorrow, and you need to be in here because this takes years to get good at. Yes, yes. So stop yes. wasting our freaking time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that, it's so true. Yeah. But then you need those hobbyists to show up in L.A. because – they're usually bringing the the whole audience, and yeah. you didn't bring nobody. Yeah. <laughs> those bringer shows, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I hate those, but we still got to do them. You know, I yeah. mean, like I I think there's still because one night uh, um it was when Chris Rock uh, was doing the Oscars. He okay. was hosting, right? Yeah, uh, a few years back, and uh, I was at the store and I was walking in through the main entrance going up the stairs and um chris rock's coming down the stairs yeah and i've never seen chris rock before uh -huh. like in person yeah. you know i got starstruck bro yeah. like i looked out i was like <sighs> and he's looking at me like you know his chris rock eyes you know and he's like looking at me like that's an indian like i kind of read his mind a little you know what i'm saying and yeah. i was just like <sighs> Right. And I watched him walk. Like, I was going to say hi or something, but I was too scared. I don't know what happened. And then <clears throat> I was like, why is Chris Rock here? But, like, I saw him go and he passed me. So I missed that moment. But that's okay. You yeah. know, like, I was in the presence of greatness. That's yeah. all that was. <clears throat> and then I remembered he was hosting the Oscars. Yeah. He was there working on his act that yeah. night. So I, I, I'm up in there, I'm watching all the rest of the comedians, like, you know, they're blowing or whatever. And then Chris Rock comes back in the room and I was about to leave. Yeah. And I saw him come back in. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I went back in and I sat down, dude. And Chris Rock hit the stage and he started working on a set that he was going to do on the Oscars. Yeah. And he looked like a rookie up there. Right. He looked, but he had people planted in the audience that were get feeding him his punchlines and stuff, oh, right? Wow. Yeah. But the room got so packed, right? Yeah. And we're all watching him work out, yeah. you know? And it's at that point I realized, like, we still have to come out and work out our shit and yeah. get humble up here yeah. at some point, you know? Oh, at some point, all the time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. And like somebody like Chris Rock, uh, that people are just uh, expect to be funny. Uh, you know, you probably saw him and just expected to start laughing right away, and uh, that's how most people are. But they don't realize that, you know, you got to start at the bottom, and uh, like you're just as funny as your last joke. And you can't repeat jokes to people that already heard them. Right. Because they're done. They're wasted. They're mm -hmm. done with, you mm -hmm. know. So um, it, it, it's it's an ongoing process. I remember seeing Damon Wayne's, uh, you know, senior uh, work, workout stuff at the Ha Ha Comedy right. Club. Right, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and this dude, he was like, I honestly never saw the Damon Wayne's that – you would see it on Death Jam or any of that. I didn't get to see that, and uh, and you know, it's it's 
it's disappointing because like you're like, damn, I just want to see that guy. But as a as a stand up comedian, it's inspiring and it was motivating to see, you know, the the craft of of stand up and you know what it takes for a joke to be worked and worked worked until it's like a shiny, you know, diamond or yes. emerald or something yes. super expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you know, you're shining that turd and uh, and to see that become like something that you're being paid for by a big network you know yeah. to perform it's like unbelievable yeah and um one time i was sitting next to damon you know um at the haha at the old haha remember yeah. yep. they had those round tables in the back yeah you know, about this height yeah and he, he was sitting on this side i was sitting on this side and they had those black tablecloths yeah. and little candles and whatever and somebody sat there earlier because there was still the uh, glass, empty glass oh, there okay. and stuff. And we were just sitting there, you know, waiting. Um, I, I think maybe I was just hanging out. <clears throat> and he went on after that. But while we're sitting there, somehow we didn't touch nothing or do nothing. The tablecloth just slid off and the glass broke on the ground and i think it was with christina or whoever somebody came and cleaned it up and like looked at us mean kind of yeah and he and damon's like that was him (laughs) and i just thought that was like that's the damon we know yeah you know like he's like oh hey man or however he says it you know it was so funny like to me, that yeah. that was one of the Chris Rock moments that I always cherish, even though I didn't talk to Chris Rock. But yeah. like, yeah, and I try not to get starstruck with people, and that was one of those moments with him. Yeah, so I wasn't like, hey, you know, like, can I get a picture yeah. and stuff? Because I hate that when people do that to yeah. me, yeah. you know. Um, and um, but you have to honor it, yeah. you know, yeah. um, because your fans pay your bills, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. Totally. And that's how I feel about it. And I I just seen, like, all these people, like, Damon going up there and working out there, like you're saying, the craft of it. And I like how you said that because it really is. And the more hours you put in. And then as today, you know, like, I'm not young like I used to be back then, like that lion, you know, that young lion. You know, I'm like one of those older, you know, Mufasa type (laughs) or Simba, you know, when he gets older and stuff, you know, I'm like that, bro, you know, and, um, it's more delicate at that point, you know, I mean, you're not starving for it, you know, it's like you're getting fed no matter what, you know, and that's what I recognize in them now today. Versus back then when I saw them was like, shouldn't they be up there doing bigger and blacker right now? You know, like, nah, it's like they're, they're working it. Right. You're, you're in the process with them. Right. You know, and, and they're not getting paid. Right. They're not getting paid. (laughs) You know, why would they say the main gig? Nah. (laughs) You know, uh, you know, uh, Chris Rock didn't go to the store to, uh, 
to get paid. He get out. He went there to work out his jokes for the Oscars. Right. He didn't right. go there for a paycheck. Right. You know, and uh, you know, if they did pay him, if he, he it would have been fifteen dollars. Yeah. Because that yeah. was uh, the yeah. what they paid during the week. Yeah. You know, for a set over there. You'll be lucky if you get anything in L.A. for pay. Yeah. You know. I used to get a little at the haha ha though. Yeah. I, I have to admit that. I, I'd probably get like $20 every time I showed up. Nice. Because, like, you know, Terry, she's not giving people money, <laughs> bro. What? But she handed me $20, like, here and there, yeah. you know? And I'm like, wow, you know? like, yeah. But I don't even think, like, maybe you got more. I don't know. No, no. I was there so I wouldn't have to do bringer shows. Oh, yeah. That's why yeah. I was there. Yeah. I yeah. was making money doing commercials and doing acting work. So I I, I went to auditions during the day, and I was at the ha-ha at night. Right. So, uh, because I started acting first. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. Right. My brother's an actor, and he steered me in the right direction. So I, I think that is, too, by the way. What? Acting. Oh, yeah. Because you get that national spot. Yeah. Boom. Oh, Guess yeah. what? You, you're a comedian? Yeah. Oh. We want you at our club. Yeah. You're getting paid, bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. There, and, uh, you know, there, yeah, there was a lot of actors that uh, were like, why not? I'll try stand-up. And just because, like, they have notoriety and people have seen them on commercials or something like that. And you had a lot of that. Those people taking up stage time, too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just think, like, a huge part of making it is, like, commitment. Yeah. It's like, even on stage, you're going to tell a joke. Let me hear it. Yeah. Let me hear it from the bottom of your heart. Because right. that's where it's coming from. Yeah. You know, like from deep. Yeah. You know, if you can deliver that part of it, you know, then you got them. Yeah. You got, like, uh, and I'm a big fan of yours. Thank like, you, brother. Everybody Likewise. at the haha, I'm a big fan of Eric yeah. Griffin. Um, <clears throat> so Jeff many. Garcia. Jeff. Jeff, yeah. you know what? What was the biggest compliment I ever got from Jeff? The first time he hosted a show, um, supposedly he was recording, uh, you know, and we oh. got to be a part of it. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And um, he was hosting. I think it's it. on YouTube. You can check oh, it is out. it? Yeah. Wow. I, I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. But I was on that, and he introduced me. He's a... I don't know how he introduced me, but remember you come from that corner. Yeah. I, I mean, you come from behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, from the lobby area. Yeah. You go come from behind the curtain when you get introduced and you go yeah. up, right? And then I go up and then I totally kill it, dude. Like, cause I'm, I'm the pro dude. Yeah. You know, I'm ready. Yeah. I go up and I, I nail it so hard, bro. And then, uh, Jeff goes back up after I'm done, and he comes back, and I'm out on the patio chilling. He's like, dude, you totally killed it. Oh, like, yeah. I remember that hype from him, dude. And that's the kind of shit that kept me going, you know, that kept me fed, bro. Sure. Like, when your peers. And oh, yeah. Jeff Garcia, I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. He really is, yeah. dude. And when I heard that from him, I was like, Man, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I didn't let him know because yeah. I was being cool yeah. about right, right, it. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, yeah, I really like that, Jeff. Thank you so yeah. much, man. Yeah. And I'll never forget that, dude. Um, But, like, that, that, I just don't think people really, 
like when you see comedians, you know, you don't know what we're going through. Right. You know? Oh yeah. And we'll bring our emotion up there. Absolutely. Like, and I think that's a lot where the comedy comes from is yeah. like our raw emotion is right. like, what, what did we go through that day? Right. You know? Yeah. And I remember my manager fired me. Wow. My manager fired me. Wow. You know? And I was like, I'm supposed to fire you, <laughs> bro. You know? <laughs> that's, that's painful. I had an agent too, uh, you know, drop me too. Cause I wasn't producing as much as they wanted me to, uh-huh. you know? And, uh, you know, and it's funny cause like they found me at a, at a standup show and, uh, you know, so they emailed me, Hey, you want representation and this and that. And I talked to them and then I eventually get, got with them, but they, they, uh, had, uh, a lot of like regulars, like they had like that girl flow from progressive. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, she's bringing it like, like yeah. big, like all their clients were like people like, well, right, you know, like right, big, like right. they get national campaigns for years. Exactly. They're bringing in, you know, millions on like commercials. They're right. just crushing it like that. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's like, you know, it's a constant no, we're being told and right. constant rejection, you know, and it doesn't feel good at all, but you know, it, that's what makes us stronger uh, than any other people in show business. And so that's why after, like, you're you're there, you know, like, after you got some notoriety and, you know, you got a following and people are excited about you and stuff. After you got that far, then that's what makes it all worth it. Because you look back and you say, man, like, all the landmines I had to get through to get here yeah. today and I don't take it for granted even still today like <clears throat> through the pandemic I'm just like I'm having all these flashbacks or memories of our nostalgia of going through what we're talking about and I'm like I remember this I remember that and uh, like I, it's getting me more hungry yeah you know and so <clears throat> That's where I am now. Yeah. You know, we haven't been doing uh, stand-up as much as we like to or would like to have but over the past few years. But um, now, like, I'm hungry for it again. Like, yeah. I needed this break. Nice. Like, it was a reset. Yeah. Same here. I, I was getting burnt out before the pandemic happened. Right. So it was Oh, all- I was talking about burnout earlier. Yeah. You know, to... Uh, your girlfriend. Oh, okay. And I was like, I got burnt out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it just, yeah. I don't know if every comedian goes through that. Because I don't ask people, are you burnt out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. But you got burnt out. I was burnt out, dude. Yeah. I believe it. You know? And I did, too. Yeah. Like, like you can only handle so much in the spotlight. Yeah. And then after a while, you have to, like, people have to start respecting your privacy on some level. Yeah. You know? I mean, you have to. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt. Like, people were handing me their babies. I mean, yeah, girls were grabbing my dick. You know? I mean, not that I don't mind that yeah. or anything like that, but it's like, 
come on, man. Yeah. Like, I even felt like I'm glad they didn't have COVID back then because, like, yeah. you know, like, they're all touching you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everywhere you go, they're just, like, touching you, you yeah. know? And I'm not uber famous, but I'm famous in my niche. You know what I'm saying? And so my niche was there, and they were loving me and putting love on me, in which that's why we do this. Yeah. But at some point, it becomes like, hold on. And that's why I'm living in Orange County. Like, nobody knows where I live. Uh-huh. And, yeah. like, when I, when I first started going out with um, my girlfriend I recently broke up yeah. with, um, we won't mention names. She's like, I thought when I first went out with you, you were going to take me back to the res and there's going to be kids and dust everywhere and stuff. And I took her to Orange County. I got a pool, all this. And she's like, oh, it's like different, you know? She says, well, I was prepared for the res. (laughs) And I just think that's funny, dude, because like people put labels on people, Yeah, you know? Yeah. They don't know where we've been. They don't know what we did. They don't know we've been tested in the fire, you know? Yeah. And came out and we're pure gold. Yeah, for sure. It's great, man. (laughs) Comedy is just such a great lifestyle. And I don't regret one moment. Even the bombings and all that. Yeah. it It was good back then. I'm sure I have much more to yeah. experience in the future. Absolutely. And my so dreams are bigger than I can't even talk about it because yeah. that's how big they are. I love it. Yeah. It's very and I'm inspiring. Gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I love I, it. I hope to see you there. Yeah. You know, you will. at the top again, all of us, dude. Yeah. Hey, guess who I ran into? I'm hiking in um, Griffith Park, Darren Carter. The party star. Oh, nice. Man. Yeah. Dude, I'm Mr. like hiking now. up. Yeah. yeah. Do you see this guy? He's yeah. Like, I'm middle age. I'm working out. Yeah. And I'm like, I am too. <laughs> and I see him coming towards me. I'm like, hey, hey. He probably thinks I just came across the border illegally, <laughs> you know? I'm like, hey. And he's like, and I get close. I'm like, Darren. He's like, Oh, hey, man, how you doing? You know, like, he, he kind of always reminds me of Mickey Mouse character a little bit. The, <laughs> yeah. Just like how Mickey Mouse, like, was, like, so on. Yeah. And um, <laughs> anyhow, I'm like, dude, and we had a little conversation like this, a micro conversation uh-huh. like this right yeah. there. Like, well, how, you know, how the pandemic affect us yeah. and what we're doing now and yeah. are you doing gigs and yeah, stuff yeah. like that yeah. you know right up there on uh, up uh, on the hike and uh, it was so cool and I got yeah. I got my selfie with him up there and like it was just so cool because Darren Carter the party starter and then um and then my ex I told her that story and she's like uh she's a Darren Carter, the hiking partner. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was a cool joke. Yeah. Yeah. Darren Carter, I saw him up there. He says, I'm doing a show at the hot tonight. You want to come by? He said, they usually put me up late. So I said, I'll be there. But I wasn't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I I never I I I avoided dating another comedian, you know, because it was just Good too job. close to home. Yeah. Good job. So that leads me to my question because your ex was a, a stand-up comedian. She is. Yeah. Yeah. And um how was that? Like what was that like? I mean, you ever see two bulls lock horns? <laughs> you know? Like, you ever see two rams just really hit each other on the head together? That's how it is, bro. Yeah. Like, that's the short, in a nutshell yeah. version, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, even though, like, I have all my accolades, right? Yeah. She does in her mind, too. Yeah, sure. And for us guys, there's something in us. Maybe it's just me. I won't say everybody, but it's like, hey, like, I don't know who you are. I didn't know who you were before I met you yeah. type thing. Yeah. Like, uh, you should be worshiping the ground I walk on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it becomes something like that, like this ego thing. Yeah. You know? And even though she respected what I did and where I came from and all that, like, and my comedy, um, like she was still trying to make her bones, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, yeah. And that's how it goes. It's like, and then when they're pretty, like, then they got that going for them and you can't really say nothing <laughs> because like you're a dude, you know, but yeah. girls work their magic yeah. somehow mm -hmm. to get where they're going to, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's just, it, when you're dating another comedian, you have to be confident in who you are. Yeah. You can't be some chum. Right. They'll run you over. Well, and they'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, they'll let you know for yeah. sure. And even if you're uh, confident, they'll still let you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So that's how that goes, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, if it was just a one night stand or whatever. Yeah. But right. like, I mean, you could do that with anybody. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You ain't right. gotta do go there. But I really. It, it was just one of those things that it was, it was a little bit of a chapter in my life right mm -hmm. there. You yeah. Know? And so I even proposed to her. Wow. I bought her a big fat ring and everything. Wow. But yeah. And then that's just life. Yeah. I've been divorced twice, so <laughs> it's not like that big of a deal, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, definitely comedy. That's why I can't really, like, commit to girls right now. Like, because I know that, like, if I get back on the road, like, this is not going to work out. Because, like, I've been married my whole adult life since I was 19. Oh, okay. Until I got divorced in 18. Oh, wow. And so I'm wait, like, it's wait, not You said happen. 19 and then you got divorced at 18. Wow. I was 19 years old, and I got divorced in 2018. Oh, That's, I see. I Sorry, yeah, I yeah. kind of mixed those. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, so I, I, I'm, I'm single right now, you know? So I'm going to try to keep it that way. So you've been married this whole time when I knew you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
And you know what? I had a lot of girlfriends during that time, too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a piece you of shit. Have not me. I'm not gonna write hey. you off. Nah, hey, yeah. I ain't got nothing to hide now. I went through divorce already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the house is gone, bro. Yeah, the house is gone. <laughs> It's official. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's comedy too. I'm, uh, I'm trying to work it out, but yeah, it's all new nowadays. The dating and yeah. stuff. You know, like you get on a dating app and magic. Like happens. you don't even know if they're real. You don't know <laughs> if you're talking to a 400 pound man next door to you. Yeah, it happens. It happens, or that that their pictures are like 10 years old. Oh, <laughs> well, my, mine are 10 years old. <laughs> I can't show them this body. Yeah, I, did, I can't show them this body. Oh, man. That's hilarious. But that's that's what they do. I mean, yeah. girls, like, almost have no qualms about that. Like, they're going to put up all the old shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Because that's all they reel you in. They're yeah. like, it's like casting a line out there. Right. Oh, got one. Yeah. This is you what know? I looked like in my prime. <clears throat> oh, that's how I am now, though. Like, <laughs> oh, my. Uh, and that's the realness of it all. I mean, like, I don't, I don't like, make fun of fat people. Yeah. But I, I uh, had sex with one. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. And... It's really hard. <laughs> like that's a that's a job, bro. Like I should have asked for some money for that oh, one. Man. But like, you know, it was her birthday. Yeah. And she had a cute face. Yeah. You know, that nice. cute face does it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at the face on my yeah. uh, trying to imagine the body a little bit different. Oh my. She almost like, yeah. It didn't last long. All right. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna give her the big Indian dick, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm gonna the nail her so hard <laughs> with my totem pole, you know. And uh it just wasn't like that. Like she swallowed me up, bro. So tell me about the Navy, man. You must have got tons of tail in there. Where were you stationed? Um, I first got stationed in Yakuska, Japan. And um, I was on the USS Independence, which is an aircraft carrier. And, um, yeah, there, there's all kinds of JMs everywhere. Like, we were just, like, they would come to our club on the base and stuff. And um, I'll, I'll tell get, you the truth. Did you come on the base? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, can the they JMs, come The JMs, uh, yeah. The, the girls, they would come into the club, you know. I yeah. don't know how they get in. I, I never even thought about that. Yeah. But I remember they would always be at our club on the base and stuff. And But to tell you the truth, they're into black guys. Really? Yeah. Wow. They they love black guys. <laughs> the the JNs, you know, the girls, they're just like Japanese nationals. That's what a JN is. Okay. Okay. I go in a club. And I see all the black guys. I don't even care if he's short, whatever. He's black. He's got two girls. Boom, boom. Wow. You know, shit's going on, bro. Yeah. And um, I'm like, these guys, like, how? And I'm, I was 19. I was fresh off the reservation, so I didn't know nothing back then. Uh -huh. You know, I wasn't like so schooled as I am now. Yeah. And but back then I saw all this and I was like, man, these girls love black guys over here, you know? Like, yeah. And they 
And everything is so Americanized over there. They try to dress like us, yeah. like listen to our music, everything, yeah. you know? Right. <clears throat> it just, it, it's what they do. But as I was sailing from country to country over there, like, there's girls everywhere. Yeah. And, and right. Yeah. And when you pull in, they know you have money, you know, because you've been out to sea. Yeah. Your money's going in the bank. Right. You know? When you pull in, you have tons of money. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want. You can go party. Yeah. Do, do your thing. One time I was in Tokyo. We, it's a district called Rapungi. And me and my boys, we went up there on the train. It's a three-hour train ride from Yakuska. And we get on the train. But we go on base to the store and buy a bunch of beer and put it in our backpacks. Yeah. So while we're on the train, we're all drinking. Yeah. When we nice. get there, we're already <laughs> ready to go, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah. So I'm in this one club. It's like a reggae club. Uh-huh. And all the JNs there are all speaking like whatever reggae talk is, what is that, reggaeton <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> reggaeton. right? Reggaeton. Uh, I don't know what it is, <laughs> bro. Like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I see them with all their dreadlocks and all that. I honestly thought they were like, you know, Jamaican, but they were JNs. Oh, my. I see all these subwoofers on the wall, like, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, bro, I lost all my boys. I'm sitting there. I have one JN on this side, one on this side. Like, I'm making a whole booth of them laugh in yeah. front of me. I don't even speak Japanese. Yeah. I speak funnies, you know? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there. Oh, all of them laughing, bro. And they don't understand me. I don't understand them, <laughs> but comedy's a language, yeah. bro. Uh. Uh. Yeah, that's Rapungi right there. And that's an international district. So people uh-huh. from all over the world come there, like, to do their thing wow. just like how they come to new york or la okay. or seattle or wherever chicago whatever wherever it's going on and um they come to tokyo so you'll meet all kinds of people from all over the world there and it's just i remember seeing my first one-man band there you see that guy? He's got the drum, bass drum on his back. He's got fucking cymbals. He's got fucking fireworks spinning. Dink, dink, dink. You know? He's crushing uh, it. Yeah, man. It's, it's it, And I feel like Forrest Gump on some level. You know? <laughs> like, I came from small town USA, and I've seen so many, and I've been a part of big time things. Yeah. And, I shouldn't be there, but I am. Yeah. That's Forrest Gump. Yeah. I just ate at Bubble Gump's the other day, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> kind of I got the jambalaya. the jambalaya. Jambalaya, yeah. yeah, buddy. What's wrong with you, bro? What the heck? Yeah, you better get some culture. <laughs> Build that character up. Did you stay in Japan most of your stay over there? No, nah, I was there for a year. And then where'd you go? I went to the Persian Gulf. I came back. Uh-huh. And Persian Gulf ain't no small deal, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you go there. I, I When I went there, it was on fire, literally. You could see the fires. Um, 
because Saddam Hussein like lit everything on fire. I remember All the that oil wells. You know, it was black smoke. You've seen everywhere. that on TV. So I was there. That's and wild. That was in '95. I went what? back in '96. Oh wow! Jeez. And '98. Oh jeez. '98 yeah. was when Clinton and Monica Lewinsky had their deal. Yeah. So here we are. We're like yeah there because Clinton was. About to get impeached or yeah. something. Yeah. And yeah. so he sent For, us to war, right? Uh, and so we're bombing them. Yeah. We're bombing the shit out of Iraq, bro. Oh. And I'm launching the planes that are doing the bombing. But right. They're, so, like, how how far <laughs> off of, like, the, the coast are you? Probably, you know, 20 to 50 miles. Oh, yeah. I could literally see the coast. Like, I could see the oil wells burning. You know, and we're there. We're just killing it, literally. Yeah. And I I ran the catapult. I ran the whole crew. I was responsible for the maintenance on that catapult. And I was literally hooking up the jet. Fully loaded bombs, fuel, missiles, guns, everything. And all day, every day, all day long, bro. Like, so... I got that warriorness in me too, you know, and um, I'm a patriot. Yeah. Well, you know? thank you for your service. Well, you're welcome, man. Uh, back then we were kids, though. Yeah. You know, so like I never understood it on the level that I understand it today. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> because, but Saddam Hussein was a dictator, a real dictator. Yeah. Bro, he was a real dick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, we oh, Yeah. No, but I, I, I don't, I don't really regret it because I was a kid. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I just knew I was gung ho. Yeah. I just knew I was kicking a lot of ass. Right. And who can do that? Who can say that? You know. So it was the best, best of. Feeling. And you're getting paid. Well, you don't get paid that much. You pay your own salary because you work for the government and the government pays us. So we're paying ourselves. No. You know, and not very much money either. Yeah. (laughs) But I was there. I'd done that. And I had all those experiences there. And in 2008, so I got on in 1999, 2008, I was back there doing comedy in Iraq. In 2008? Yeah, I went to do comedy for the troops for 10 days in the Middle East and in Iraq. So each day we're at different forward operating base. And so by then we were training the Iraqi troops, you know, how to fight. So now I'm flying into a base and we have Iraqi troops greeting us. And I'm like, 10 years ago? I was bombing you. Now you guys are greeting us. It's really weird, dude. But I was there supporting the troops and, you know, I'm glad we got Saddam finally. And I'm glad that like we were there because the people there really are poor. They don't really have a say. They're, they're not like us where, you know, we could do whatever we want. And 
it's liberty and yeah. justice yeah. for all. Yeah. All. That word all means them too. Yeah, yeah. So when we're there, <clears throat> we really, we re- remember our oath. We remember why we're there. We're, we're there to liberate, you know? We're not here to like, and that's what us soldiers, we, we all think that. We yeah. all think, hey, we're on a mission, man. These, these are bad people. And they are. There's really bad people on there, and they don't show you them because they can't because they'll scare the shit out of you. Yeah. You know, like war is real. Yeah. And to be there in Iraq flying around all over Iraq, northern Iraq, eastern Iraq, western, <clears throat> Baghdad. Yeah. Like I was in, I performed in a, um, Saddam Hussein's, one of his theaters in wow. Baghdad. Yeah. It's wild, dude. And I was just like killing it in front it of nice? 1,000 soldiers, bro. Yeah. It's, it's like marble. Yeah. Like, because he was like uh, Al Pacino. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I noticed your picture <laughs> like back that. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, that's a good reference right? because that was one of his favorite movies. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Saddam Hussein, this is who this guy is, oh, man. He's wow. an egomaniac. And so. Well, I'm backstage and there's marble everywhere, the furniture. Like, basically, we took that shit over, right? And there's a thousand troops out there, dude. And I'm backstage and I'm like looking around, (laughs) you know? And finally, I get out there on stage and thousand troops, bro, right in Baghdad, Iraq. And uh, I was like, any natives out there? You know, and because there's native soldiers and they're like, yeah, they're way up in the balcony. I said, come down here in the front row. I got some seats for you. Dude, all these natives came down in the front row. And sat I would have said, I'm naming them. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting in the front, man. <laughs> yeah. Is so, giving out money or what? <laughs> I mean, the pay wasn't that good. You don't do that for the pay, you know? I mean, you do. But it's like, you know, $100 a day or oh. whatever. So it's not really that much. They take care of you. They VIP you everywhere. They do your laundry. They yeah. return it to you folded, pressed, whatever. Um, but you're there to honor the troops that are, you know, missing home. Yeah. You know, kind of like yeah. Bob Hope shit. You're one of them. And yeah. I was one of them before. And that's, that's what wild, made it dude. so cool. Yeah. They like, must have loved you, dude. Not only because you're hilarious, bro, but because you you know the experience. You know, I could go there and I could crush, but then to have someone go there and crush, which I know you did, you probably did it really well and made them laugh, but you were also one of them, bro, and you were there years before that. That must have been wild. That's right, And, and, and it's really good to go and give back, you know? Yeah. Because these guys are sleeping with their rifles. Wow. Um, They're like shitting yeah. with their rifles. They're showering with their rifles. Wow. They do everything with their rifles because they're in a war zone. And I mean. In 2008? I remember I pulled in. This was. uh, No, this was in uh, 2008. Was it? 2009. And. uh could have been 2008. 
it's the same thing. Either Eight way. Eight or nine, yeah. I mean, either way, like, yeah. and I remember we're flying in on these helicopters. They're Ospreys, you know? They're the cool ones that turn into planes when they take off. Yeah, wow. So we're pulling in on one of those, and um, we get off, and they're like, send us towards the chow hall. And when we get in line at the chow hall, and everybody knows we're there. Yeah. Like, the whole base knows we're there because they saw the Ospreys drop us off. Yeah. Right? You yeah, know? Yeah, we yeah. get off with our suitcases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, so cheesy, bro. <laughs> but they check us into our quarters, and they're like, there's the chow hall. Go eat chow. One of the coolest experiences I saw was on the wall where they had all the soldiers that died in combat written in red, like what? blood on wow. the wall. Just like officers enlisted, like they're all on the wall. And then when you look at that, you think, that's a real person. That's a real person. That's a real person, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're just looking at it, and it's just like so surreal. And you, it's like a Forrest Gump moment, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, I always like to say it like that because, you know, whenever I watch Forrest Gump, I'm like, Dude, that guy been everywhere. He's seen and met so many people. Like, you wouldn't believe his story, you know? But I felt like that was my life. And I look at those names on the wall, and I'm like, <clears throat> those guys paid for it. Yeah. They paid the ultimate sacrifice, you know? They yeah. ain't coming home. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. come home in a box yeah, or yeah. whatever, but, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's heavy, so... You know, you carry a lot of that with you throughout your life. I, I know I still carry it with me, you know. I I think about the people we blew up all the time. Like, that affects you, you know. And I think it comes out on stage sometimes, you know. And sometimes not always in a funny way, you know. So it gets deep. It really gets deep. And yeah. I think about the troops well, all the time. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like you, it, 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 when it comes off on stage, right? So it's super raw, right? You just right. say it, right? Because we're comedians and we don't have a filter. And if you're on stage and you just say it, it's because you're not filtering yourself. You're just like, yeah, this because you you don't know when the next joke is coming. You know right, what I mean? Like right. we're like we're writing on stage. People yes. don't realize that. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah. You know, if something comes off that's not so funny, well, it's not that it, we didn't we we want to be funny, but we're just like getting it out of our head, right? Uh, and and we're putting words into it. So, uh, yeah, now I know what you're saying. Like, I, you know, I've said plenty of things that you know I wanted to work out that didn't come out funny at didn't all. Didn't come out uh, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. So I mean, you know. It almost comes out angry mm, because because yeah. people can't comprehend unless you saw it, unless you've been there, you know. So I say active duty. I was in the Persian Gulf three times, but as a civilian, I was there for the fourth time. So I've been there four times. Yeah. Like who's been there once? Right. You know, not me. <clears throat> and yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. and I always think. I believe in God, so I'm like, God, why did you send me there so many times? Like, why did I go through all that? And I I think it's because moments like today, 
Like we get to share these experiences with people who haven't been there, who haven't done that, who maybe are thinking about going there and doing that or starting a career in entertainment or whatever it is. But you just have to have balls and you have to have great balls of fire, you know, and that's earned. That is earned. You just can't wake up and say, I'm going to have great balls of fire today. <laughs> no, nah, you can't do that. You know? right, it's not yeah. the way the world works. Right, I right. wish it was. Yeah, yeah. But I wish I could wake up today and say, I'm so confident. Right. But I'm not. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's earned. Yeah. And that's how we, how we always earn it. John Wooden said that. He's a, confidence is earned. And he's the coach of UCLA back in the day. You know? Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, they yeah. all learned from him, yeah, you know, and yeah. they all became great. So you, did you? So did you try to work out like some bits about you being in the military and you being in Iraq and stuff like that? Or what? I haven't, I haven't really. I've I've done a, I've touched on it, and it was jokey joke. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, why'd you join the military? They they took your land, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, I wanted to join the Indian Navy, but they only had 10 canoes. <laughs> and it was Lake Sakakawea. Oh, dude. <laughs> so, funny. but, like, that's that's why, you know? Well, I think, I think that's, you know, it first starts jokey-jokey, maybe hacky-hacky uh-huh. at first. Yeah. Because that's such a serious subject, bro, and that, like, you got to start like that, you know, like, you know, I, I have jokes like that, too, you know, you know, you know, uh, just, you know, like, you know, being a Mexican and, you know, like having uh, racial discrimination and stuff like that. It starts jokey jokey, bro, and like this and that. But like, if you keep peeling that onion, right? There's like serious shit. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I never really thought of it like that. It's always like that, bro. It's you know with with uh, stand up comedy, it's a huge uh, onion, bro, that just needs to be peeled, and you're just like this and that. I don't know if you know a Korean uh, uh, comedian uh, by the name of uh, Kevin Shea. Oh, no. He used to go to the Ha Ha, and he also... Was he a youngster? Uh, yeah. Like a, uh, no, maybe. Uh, he was a headliner, uh, but he was uh, uh, he was uh, part of, like, uh, you know, I don't know, that the, the, the Middle Easterns had access of evil, right? Right, tour. right. Like they yeah. they, they still have it yeah, today, I think. Right, it yeah. was them. And, but he was a part of the Asian, like they had a spin Persuasion, off. something. Yeah, they had a, you know? a spin off. But he <clears throat> wasn't an Asian. He was Asian, but he wasn't an Asian comic, really, because he was adopted by uh, white people. Right, right. So he grew up in Connecticut by white people, you know what I mean? So Lucky he, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he looked, you know, completely Asian, you know, but he was. He had really great jokes, man. And he reminds me a lot about you too because he's he talks at his own spa- at his own pace. Right. He doesn't hurry up for nobody. He talks very selective. You know, his his tone is selective, his pace is selective. He it's not rapid, it's not like that. He's a storyteller. He's like even one of those stand-ups that sits down. Right. That's what he do. Yeah. He'd go up to the mic 
you know, sit down his uh, scotch, you know, and 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 the stool, and sit down, and then he would talk, and and he was just like one of those dudes that like he was a storyteller, and he but he was funny as fuck, you know, and he still is funny as fuck. He's out there, Kevin Shea, check him out. Anyhow, he he said something to me that stayed with me. He must have told me maybe. 2005 and stayed with me to this day that's why i love being at the haha being around these fucking monsters these beasts of comedy that drop a little fucking drop some knowledge to you and say here kid here's a fucking here's a bomb of knowledge and if you could wrap your brain around this (laughs) this thing is the key to comedy or a key to life if you just wrap your brain about around what I just said to you. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. And, uh, yeah, there's certain things. But he always said, you know, if you ask yourself why, why are you saying this? Why why are you saying this? And you just peel that onion. Uh-huh. Why are you saying uh-huh. it? You get to the funny and you get to the raw thing of what you're truly saying. You know what I mean? That's why our jokes start, you know, jokey, jokey, jokey. joke yeah. and, and hacky, hacky, yeah. and this and that. But we're just throwing the, the 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 ball out, you know. It's just test the waters, kind of in a, in a way of stand up comedians. But what we're really saying is if w- what's underneath that in that layer, it's real deep. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah, it's deep as fuck. If yeah. it, it, but that's the thing. Like you throw it out there, and like the thing is, like you know, I I wrestled with this, you know, uh, all the time because I had all this states time uh, working at the haha, right? But Technically not working because I wasn't getting paid. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I was doing it for the stage time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm getting all this stage time DJing and being there, helping around, getting in exchange for the stage time because right. I didn't want to do bringer shows. Right. So how can I utilize this my my time on the stage as much as I, I can? And I got so much stage time, JR, that, you know, like... There was a very experimental uh, uh, set right? that yeah. I had. There was because like I wasn't going to do what I just did, you know, uh, because I would get up two times a night, sometimes three times a night at the haha because they would have multiple shows. Right. I'd get up for the open mic. I would get up for the late show. I love so, it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, dude! Well, well, I crushed it when I wanted to. I knew exactly. What oh, to I do. I and watched you, you bro. You, bro. Every yeah. fucking time I went there, you were up there, and I was like, "This motherfucker is a star." Yeah, dude. thank you. I yeah, I met a lot of like, dude. I you know you know Judd from the Breakfast Club, right? Yeah, dude. You know Judd, yeah. like fucking the 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 uh, the criminal. You right, know, right? right. They had the Jack and the, you know, the the uh, Barbie or like the famous girl or like the popular girl. Introvert, he, yeah, <laughs> an introvert, that, yeah. yeah. He was a criminal, <clears throat> yeah. and he just, dude, he came up to me after my set. He's like, "You're so funny, man. You're so funny." He's like, "You keep doing this, man. You're so funny. You're." You know, one of those gems, because what you're saying about, like, how when people come up to you, I mean, like, well-known people, you know, people were famous way before us. or And um, 
I just forgot what I was going to say. But well, you're talking about like this uh, when they drop a, a, a gem. Drop the bomb yeah, on yeah, you. These, but these, yeah, these I forgot the gem. Yeah, I forgot yeah. the gem, but it's always in my heart, you know. And it it's those gems that get us through because we'll go home and we'll comp- contemplate on them. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, but funny, this is the gem. Funny can't hide. Funny can't hide. That's the gem. And I probably heard that from Charlie Hill because I hung out so much with him and he was my mentor. And Mitzi Shore loved him. Like, Mitzi Shore didn't give a fuck about me, bro. You know what I'm saying? So if Mitzi Shore gave a fuck about you, you were somebody, right? Yeah. And she loved Charlie, and he said, funny can't hide. So I I knew that, like, as long as I was funny, like, I was going to be relevant. I was going to be in the forefront. Um, Because if you're not funny, you can hide. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, people want you to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck yeah, out of yeah, here, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's how I that's how I look at it. Still today I tell people, funny can't hide. You know, if you're funny, I'm sorry, you're gonna get there. You're yeah. gonna be famous. You're yeah. gonna crush it. Well, yes and no. I mean we, we, we both know that people especially I I don't know who exactly it was, but you know, this was a gem, you know, uh, early too. It's like, you know, that it's not the talent that, that gets famous. It's not that person, you know, it's, uh, it's show business. Right. Right. And, and one thing that Jeff always, uh, instilled in me and everybody, he, he would give that gem out to anybody that was listening. Cause I remember he, <laughs> he, he he would walk up and you know how they had the patio right there in the mm-hmm. front, so it was outside, right, right? on the sidewalk, yeah. basically. And, 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 you know, before you go inside, right, right. So you know, Chris D'Elia was out there writing his jokes in his set, you know, and then uh, and then you know, you know, Jeff rolls up, he's like, "Hey, what's up, man? What are you doing, man?" He's like, "Oh, I'm writing out some jokes." He's like, "Oh, you." Should Better be writing out your business plan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he, you know, because he was a big <clears throat> uh, component of that, you know, because us as stand-ups, you were all worried about our set and our jokes per minute and how long our yeah. jokes are, what are this and that. He's like, motherfucker, you better fucking get a hold of this business part of this First. fucking show business, right? Uh, or else you're going to go broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, so he was always like, dude, get your merch. Get, I'm like, bro, I'm like two years in, man. Who wants to buy merch from me? I'm like, uh, you know, what I know, you know, because I yeah. went on tour with them like at, at, at two, two and a half years in of my career. How long did you tour with Jeff? Uh, he's got a set time that he lets Isn't it like a year? Year and a half. Oh, is it a year and yeah, a half? Yeah, yeah. It may be a year. He let me go uh, maybe a little longer, a year and a half. Yeah. I was but, a little bit different than Jeff. Like, I I still, like I told you, I already had the business plan in the beginning. I was already out there making money. 
I didn't need permission, you know? Um, but <clears throat> the people I brought with me is like, if you're cool with me, we're rolling. We're rolling. I wish I would have brought you. Uh, like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go in the future. Let's and definitely, it. most definitely, because you know why? Our thoughts, you know? Right, right, right. And I think that's Joe Rogan's like success. There, is I think like so. He, he doesn't rush it, right? Like, yeah, he, he wants to hear you, right? But he's you're gonna hear him. Yeah. Well, you know, it, yeah. Just you know, the thing is, like, that's I think that's the downfall of like talk shows, like that. You know, Johnny Carson; those days are over, right? Right. Right. It's podcasts. Yeah. You know, because there's a flavor for everybody now. Yeah. You know, you don't just have to like Leno, right. Letterman. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to get your your thing out of it. And that's about comedy is like listening to your mentors is a lot of it. You know, like yeah. we're talking about the gems and stuff. And definitely uh Jeff what Jeff Garcia is definitely an influence on, on a lot of people. And he doesn't pull punches. He'll tell you what's up. Right. Oh yeah. And honestly, I, I like it. It's fed to me like that. Yeah. I don't want people going easy on me, right. bro. No. Like I give it to me. Don't pull punches with yeah. me. You know? Yeah, yeah. And we look at like all the legends in mm. comedy. Mm-hmm. And um I always mention Charlie Hill um, because that's who I most relate to. And he he, he showed me a lot of the ropes. Um, but he said one time he had a heart attack. He said, JR, I had a heart attack. And he said, um, I'm in the hospital. and like, nobody's visiting me. <laughs> like, I'm there, you know, after surgery and stuff. And he said, you know who came to visit me? David Letterman, he said, he walks in, he's like, hey, Charlie, how you doing? You know? And Charlie's, like, looking at him, he's like, David. He said, hi, man. He said, you know, Charlie, when I had my heart attack, nobody visited me. He said, he said, so, I'm here. He said, (laughs) and um, when you get out of here, Charlie... How about you come on my show and I'll give you a spot? Yeah. And he was like, really? He's all, yeah. He said, just make sure to pay it forward, you know? And I think Charlie paid it forward through me in some way, you know? Um, And when Charlie got out of the hospital, he calls David up and he's like, hey, can I get that spot? So Charlie goes on David Letterman. Really? Bro, yeah. No way. It's that's wild, amazing. bro. Yeah. It's wild. And that's the stuff you learn in comedy. Like, you learn the backstories, the deep backstories, though, you know? Like, yeah. Would you ever think David Letterman visited Charlie Hill after no. he had his heart attack? You mm-hmm. wouldn't think of that. But those are the stories we glean, yeah. you know? And that but it doesn't us. surprise me, bro. Like, you know, like, because... <laughs> You know, uh, David Letterman came up at the store around comedians. Right. Knows, you know, even though, you know, because he got success, you know, right off the bat. But he started out, you know, 
um, around comedians, dude. You know, Robin Williams, Jay Leno, all those people. So, bro, like we're we're a select group of people that that share this uh, this this lifestyle that no one would dare like you know stay in if they weren't like a, a, a hardcore person you know with a big heart or great person you know because it, you know it's like we we get rejected more than anyone else in show business that's why that's why when we finally do make it we make more money than anybody in show business Look at all the comedians that are the won the most Academy Awards. They're the big time storytelling comedians that just look at Robin Williams, man. That guy won Oscars, bro. And it was because he expressed himself so deeply all the time. And, and he took chances. <laughs> he took chances. He bombed a lot. He oh, bombed sure. all the time. Well, I heard bad stories about him too, and I get that. I mean, not just bombing, like oh, you stealing know. jokes, yeah, all yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know. Like right. I heard all of it, yeah, you know. Yeah. But all at the same time, like I mean, he's up there, yeah, he's doing oh, yeah. it, yeah, you yeah. know. And um, I like that. I like that comedians can go deep, and when you put them on camera in a film, they'll take you there. And I just don't think that people who are trained as actors first can do that. Yeah. You know, they can't go that deep. And it becomes real deep at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's your favorite Robin Williams movie? Um, Well, I liked Robin Williams in that one um, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. That man, was really because good. he became a really good character in that movie. And I'm, I'm military. Yeah, you know, no, and it was I can great. relate to yeah. it. And it's like what we're doing right now. What you're doing yeah. is like you're interviewing people, and you're like, "This is my voice. Yeah. And this is how I'm using it. Right. And I'm coming out. Yeah, man, and it's great. Yeah, and w- we're digging to the heart of shit. You know, right now." Um, but like, yeah, that that movie always stands out for me with Robin Williams, and um, <clears throat> it was funny because that year was a hard year for me when Robin passed too, um, because Joan Rivers died and Charlie Hill, my mentor, died that year. The same year, yeah. Wow. So it was hard on me. I like because Charlie Hill was one of my just best friends. I wish I knew him longer yeah i only got to know him towards the end of his life but at the peak of my career and i felt like as a native comedian he was passing the torch to me on that level and um because we were both on showtime um at the beginning of your show tonight you're playing a clip that charlie hill was on that show he that was him introducing me Oh, wow. That was Charlie Hill introducing me. That's wild. The reservation sensation. That's him saying that ah. about me. Ah. So Charlie is one of, 
Was he the host of that show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, he's like the native uh, godfather of comedy. Oh, wow. So And he he was like best friends with, with Richard Pryor? Yeah. That's wild, Yeah, dude. yeah. He, I mean, I have so many uh, memories of him telling me about him and Richard, <sighs> you know? And it's so cool just to be around... I'd walk around the comedy store with him, and he would show me every picture on the wall and have a story about every so, yeah. picture, right? I bet. Right? Yeah. And um, I remember me and Charlie went down to Mel's on Sunset, right? Uh, Mel's Diner. Yeah, and, of course. And uh, we sat at the back table. Like, you go in, you take a right, yeah. and all the way in the back by yeah. the bathroom, yeah. you take a right in the corner back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, this is where me and... um. Richard Pryor always sat after our shows. Wow. We come here and we always sit here. So me and Charlie are sitting there. And Charlie said to me, didn't you have a brother who passed away? And I said, yeah. He said, my brother just passed away. Floyd Westerman. Uh, do you know him? And I said, yeah. He said, that's my brother. He just passed away. Floyd Westerman was the Indian guy on um, The Doors, the movie. You know? Really? Remember the, in The Vision, the old Indian man? With Val Kilmer? Yeah. That was Floyd Westerman, the Indian guy in, his, in Val Kilmer's vision. Iconic, like, yeah. actor. Yeah. And he said, that's my brother. He wow. said, he just passed away, too. We're, we're having this moment across the table. And he's like... Uh, he said, now you're my brother. Oh, damn. And we just, like, shook on it. Damn. So that was that's deep, wild. bro. Like, so I know I'm like, yeah, he's my mentor, but we had moments like that wow. that were deep, like where I really felt like he knew he was going at oh. some point. So he was trying oh. to, oh, pass like, it? really yeah, pass yeah, it, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Right on. And so I'm not really honoring that right now. Well, pandemic, that's a good excuse. But now I feel like I I really have to, like, come hard on that. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, so. dude, I, I, I always give credit, bro, where credit is due, man. Like, there was a lot of times where... Um, you know, coming up, like when you're like this big, mm -hmm. real small, I'm oh, making sure. a gesture of my fingers real small. Uh -huh. We're small comedians. We're small uh -huh. people because we're just starting out. And then you're confronted uh, and you meet and you're in the presence of greatness because they're greatness because they've already proven themselves. And this is Chris Rock walking down the stairs and. There you are. You guys are meeting. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this. Uh, this is great. He already proved himself. You know. Yeah. He, yeah. He hasn't. He's working out his actor Oscar bits, and you know he's yet to kill on the Oscars yet. From that point, but he already made bigger and blacker. He made like all these legendary specials already. He proved himself already. He didn't need to do it. What he was doing was like icing on top of all the stuff he already did. You know what I mean? Kind of like your mentor. You know what I mean? He already proved himself. He was friends with uh, Richard Pryor. He was a legend of legends. And he was given back. 
And that's like, that's a wild and great thing, dude. And I, I, I never take that for granted. I know, all, and see a lot of standups, they do that, bro. They, they, they pass it on, man. Cause they know how hard it is to be a standup and for them to, you know, to be at the bar with another standup comedian, that's where they want to be. Even if he's an open micer, mm-hmm. because guess what? He's got stuff to share with that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing about Charlie and um, what, like, I after I got to know him, um, I was touring, so I was like this big shot too on my own level, you know. Um, so I had I had my thing going on, but like Charlie recognized that, and he's like, "This guy, you know, this guy is fight," and that's the word right there is fight. Uh, I like. I said the theme of the show is don't ever give up, right? Um, and when I see Charlie, I I saw him back at his home in Wisconsin. Um, he's Oneida, and his dad was a big time like organizer for the tribe and a leader, and people looked up to Charlie Hill's dad, right? Um, I think his name was Norbert. Hill, um, I hope I didn't mess that up, but really, I think his name is Norbert Hill, and um, got his sons into boxing, so we're talking about fight, right, and so Charlie Hill grew up as a boxer, fighting, you know what I'm saying, like in the ring, Imano, Imano, you know, he's just yeah, his like, face going, punched. yeah, right, yeah. And, and so, but his dad gave him that, and his brother, and um, so when he when he comes to me and he's like teaching me these things about don't ever give up and stuff like he's just hitting hard on it. And I look at that and I'm just like, man, like you have to literally like at some point in your life, you have to be fighting. You have to fight in you. You have to know what taking on an enemy is about like and maybe in stand-up maybe a lot of us did maybe a lot of us got picked on maybe a lot of us were getting punked as we were growing up and we had to fight back and we had to fight and literally punch people you know wow just delivering it and they hit the ground so hard because they met somebody that just wasn't gonna take it no more and and I think that's a lot what comedy is, is when we go up there, we meet a lot of other comedians and we relate to them because they went through shit we went through, man. And I always tell even people today, I'm like, if anybody picks on you, you come get me. We're going to kick the ass. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's how I look a lot about it. I hate bullies, bro. I hate bill- bullies too, man. I hate bullies too. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Uh, but I think a lot uh, the, the kinship that us stand up comedians have is that uh, we've been hit plenty of times. When you bomb, you're you're getting hit by whoever's in that room. <laughs> that's right. So if there's 500 people in that room and you bomb, you have it's to five, face them. 500 people hitting you in the face. You're not funny. You're not funny. You're not right. Funny. You're not right. making us laugh. You're not funny. So. Uh, the, the respect that we have for each other is because we've been hit in the face. 
We know we've we've all bombed, and it hurts, but we've got back on stage. Right. We got back on stage, and that's that's uh, very admirable, you know. It's uh, for a guy to bomb, and like how you did on your first time. Your first, see, the first time I got on stage, it was it was so important that I crushed because I felt like if I didn't, I wasn't meant for this. So I re- I respect you even more for getting on that stage the first time, bombing, and then still going doing it because the first time I did it, I did well. You know, and that doesn't mean anything. It, just, it that happens. Like sometimes the first time, maybe the third time, it doesn't matter. Like it, you know. Uh, I got lucky or whatever, but um, you know, I I also took a class and I I prepared you know my seven minutes and I filled the room with a bunch of people that knew me, so that could have contributed to that for sure. Um, uh. So, but that's smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just playing the game right, yeah, you know? Right, and yeah. I wish I would have did that. But then again, I don't. Mm. Because what if I didn't get knocked down at first yeah. and know that I had to get back up and just like, yeah. hey, you ain't getting me. Right. No, you're like, you're uh, not going to keep me down. Right. Yeah. And it was in Orange County. They're all white. Right. They're all blonde yeah. hair, blue eyed, yeah. German American. Right. It people. hurts even more. Yeah. yeah. You're getting back in your BMW motherfuckers after not laughing at my jokes, going back to your fucking and, mansion. And the best part is is coming back six months later mm-hmm. and fucking killing <laughs> like yeah. as a rook. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I was so rookie back then, like I but I learned quick. Yeah. And I'm a quick learner. And luckily yeah. I was Young, just out of Navy, yeah, still ready to learn, yeah, and absorb it all, yeah. It's just so amazing, man. Yeah. And but like, and I got to meet people like you. I got to meet people like likewise, bro. Like likewise, no, Fraser no, Smith, yeah. No, right? I, yeah. Did you Fra- interview Fraser? Not yet, oh. but I saw him at the Haha Christmas party oh, in, uh, in December, bro. Yeah, we, we missed you. And dude, Fraser, when I saw him, bro, he's the same guy, bro. Same, he don't same change. guy, same nice guy, bro. Always paying a compliment, bro. Right away, like just. Amazing, bro. Really down to Amazing earth. Amazing person, really down. man. Who's your favorite comedian? I can't say. Like, there's there's no favorite comedian. I don't have one favorite comedian. Wow. It's hard to say, huh? Yeah. Especially when you're in the mix with yeah. them. Like, yeah. Like, literally. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're passing them, yeah. you know, in the hallway or whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool. But Frage is a legend. You legend know? yeah i love him so much man Me too. like he he's in my heart man. yeah he's yeah. such a great man and he is gee he he's just so quick and zippity and <laughs> he's all about it so you took fraser smith on uh tour with you well i can't say tour but i brought him on uh at least two maybe three shows with me you know because um well, he's Fraser Smith. Yeah. You know? By the way, if you don't know who Fraser Smith is, uh, he was the guy on that famous uh, <laughs> video that went viral when he, when that uh, guy from Seinfeld went uh, 
ballistic and <laughs> went on his racial uh, rant Tangent, at the yeah. at the laugh. He Frazier was hosting that night. He, oh, he had to come back on stage and after he that. said and he warmed it right back up yeah. didn't he oh, what did so he say I don't know what he said he, fucking, one he came on and he was like yeah. hey listen fuckers uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 and he is always doing yeah. this come on he's like come on yeah, yeah. I love Fraze yeah. man he's such great. a great guy I brought him on a couple shows with me um, in the Dakotas and we flew into Bismarck, North Dakota, which is bumfuck nowhere. Um, but they were paying a lot of money. Nice. And I brought phrase. I was like, because in the in this biz, it, it's all reciprocal, you know? Uh-huh. Like, you're doing me a favor, I'm doing you a favor. And so phrase comes out with me. And um, I, of course, I have to pay for everything, which is my pleasure. It really is because I know I'm bringing the best comedians from Los Angeles area. And he comes out and I have him open for me because, you know, the native audience is a little, they receive the non-natives a little bit different. Uh-huh. So, uh, Frage comes in and he does his thing, you know, he's just a pro Yeah. and he comes in and he handles it and he's like, and then we're in our hotel room yeah. and he's like, Hey, um, what's up? And I'm <laughs> like, Hey, well, there's an Indian reservation down the road. That's where I'm from. I said, do you want to go down there? I said, we'll get some weed. You know, this one weed wasn't legal as yeah. it is today. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just like a risk. He's like, Yeah, sure, man. You know? So him and I get in the rental car, we drive down <laughs> to the Indian reservation and I go to this hood that I know. It's called Cannonball. Cannonball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we get there and I hook up with these uh, youngsters that I met there before when I was there before. Because I party with them. I always party after my shows with the locals. Right? Oh, they must so, love you, dude. So when I came back there, I was like, hey, you guys yeah. got weed? They're like, yeah, but this is it. You know? I said, well, I got $50. I'll put it on that sack. And they're like, and you can go get more. I said, and they're like, okay. <laughs> so you talking about getting... Making that weed run with Frage. So, so what happened? So you and give then, him 50 so, bucks. Hey, we get high, right? We head back to the city and um, back to our room and stuff. And uh, fucking <laughs> Frage is like so pro, dude. And I felt like I had to lead, but I couldn't get too silly with him <laughs> and stuff. And he's just... I, I guess that even at that time, I did not realize how big he was, you know, how legendary he was and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, this is phrase. Yeah. Dude, and, he, ta- he, he talks about being at K-Rock and, and uh, Van Halen giving him a demo tape to play uh, because phrase was a DJ in Los Angeles. That's right. Uh, in the early 80s. 
And that's when DJs were rock stars because <laughs> they had the they're the, the gatekeepers. Yeah, they were the gatekeepers. Yeah, and that's who I realized this guy was. You know, I mean, that's not why I brought him with me. I was just like, he's this funny. is crazy. Yeah, he's a great dude, and and I wanna like yeah. I appreciate him. You know. It's just like oh, I appreciate you. You Thank appreciate you. me. Yeah. And, hey, let's not <laughs> let's stroke start, our cocks. Let's not start sucking each other's dicks just <laughs> yet. But yeah, the phrase is such an amazing man, and um, and eventually he was at KOLS. At, yeah, and uh, he's like, "Did you do a show, Jr? You want to come on my show?" Awesome. He called me one day. I was in my hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> literally sorry <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yeah phrase man thank you so much and i i went to klos and um and he wanted to talk about the weed story and all that <laughs> you know he? he's like really? yeah and i'm like this guy in there he knows Magic Johnson. He knows everybody. He, he knows fucking Hugh Hefner. Like, this guy is the man. And um, luckily, he's still alive. Yeah. So go check out Fraser Smith, man. He is an amazing man. And I love him so much. And this is how it goes in comedy is, like, we're always, like, reciprocating, especially with our brothers. And it's, like, feels like, the closest thing to the military to me. Yeah. Because yeah. we're in warfare. Yeah, yeah. No, but, uh, you know, uh, staying on uh, Frazier, that dude was on billboards and all around L.A. when he was on his, at the peak of what he was doing over there at the radio station. He, everybody knew him and they still know him, right? Like, yeah. But he's down to earth and he acts like, no big deal. It's I'm just a not a big deal to this him. and that. Like I'm a nobody, you know. I, it, we're all the same, mm-hmm. and he treats you like that way. Like we're on. Yeah, the same he level. never puts you down. He never does any of yeah. that. Yeah, and he's he's really a, a sweet man. Yeah, he's just a really sweet man, and um, I feel like I can bring girls around him. He ain't going to steal. <laughs> Maybe you might. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. I'm sorry to call you out. <laughs> but like, I'm, I, you got to have game when you're, when you're out here in this business too. You got to have swag. You know, you have to have experience. And um, even if you don't, hang in there long enough you'll get experience and you work it out and you'll kill it and um it's funny because i have two sons one's 25 and one's 23 years old and growing up they never saw me work no no they only saw me as a pro mm. you know and yeah. um they became spoiled yeah. Like that spoils kids. Like unless you're coming from the bottom, yeah. literally, yeah. like how we did. Yeah. Like they're yeah. gonna get spoiled, right? Because they don't know any better. Right. They're they're like we got a pool. We yeah, got yeah. A hot tub. No, we uh, we live in the hottest yeah, yeah. area. Yeah. All that the beach is right there. Yeah. You know. No, dude. Uh, 
Let's see, the comedian that I have I had last week, uh, Gary Lelly, a hilarious Italian comedian from New York City, dude, right? Just like really funny dude. He talks about having his uh, now wife. Uh, I don't know if they were married uh, when he was first going to open mics, dude, but she went to open mics, dude, and they're still together, dude. That's a keeper right there. Oh, fuck right? yeah. Because you know yeah, how brutal yeah, that shit yeah. is, right? Yeah. It's easy to love that person at the top, right? Right. That, that person right. that's just crushing. That's my right. dad. Right. That's my boyfriend. That's my, you know, whoever. Yeah. yeah. That That's an easy person to love. But that, open mic? Yeah. 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 When you're first starting out, bro, and you're grinding and this and that, and you're taking that person, <laughs> whoo, and that person stays with you, and yeah. Honestly, I didn't want to bring my woman to open mics. Good. You're you know? smart. I'm like, yeah. nah, you should yeah. come out tonight, yeah. you right. know? That's because smart. I'm, like, talking real, and right. it might offend you, and I don't want yeah. that to affect us. Yeah. You know, she right. eventually quit coming. Because I felt like when she was coming, well, not coming, <laughs> uh, but when she was coming out to my shows, she was like hampering me a little bit, you know, like it put a damper on my act Yeah. because I felt like I had to guard my words, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. But when yes. she wasn't I there, I was going, and this yeah. was before everybody yeah. can make a video, mm -hmm. you know? I, this was before, like, this was where the flip phones were yeah. in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that was safer back then. But, like, once the smartphones came out and everybody had one and everybody could do their own shit, I was like, nah, you shouldn't be coming out here, girl. Like, yeah. I, it's dangerous, yeah. you know? And, um, but I cheated on her. <laughs> Such a bad No, man. but, like, the thing is, like, you had in the back of your head, uh, maybe I can't talk about this or maybe I can't say this. And that's, like, death for stand-up, you know, as far as growth goes. Because we can't have that thing that's saying, no, stop. Don't do that. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like Unless you want to break up with them. Then you'd be like, come on tonight because <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to break out some truth in this. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's where we we serve the community the best is when we're raw. And yeah. we're being honest and truthful. And, like, they may not like it, but they know they're thinking the same shit. And yeah. they do the same dirty raw dog shit we do. Yeah. Right? Raw dog comic. Raw dog. <laughs> 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 Up. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't make me lose my mind. Yeah, so we covered a lot, man. And you know what? Like, I'm into sports. I'm very competitive. Yeah. Um, I coached. I coach my kids. Yeah, what do they play? Basketball, nice. baseball. Oh, really? All the well, good sports. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm a Dodger fan. Because you got good genes, bro. You're built like a tank, bro. You got shoulders like a fucking bulldog <sighs> over here. Oh, wow, man. But you're in good shape. Not, not during the pandemic, bro. It's all been fucking nah, Jack man. Daniels. You, you must be Jack. working I out, I was. Though. When you knew me like at the haha, -ha, I was. I was Jack. Nah, even today. Nah, if they today. look in the camera, nah. they can see like this, nope. this fool's ripped. 
Nope. Nah, I got a kegger. <laughs> I'm not the guy I was I'm today. not even proud of it. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, you know, yeah. before I come back out, I got to look like Eric. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Do it now. Do it. <laughs> Fucking, did you ever see that? Uh, I don't know if there was a meme about Schwarzenegger where he's all saggy. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. I'm like, that, that was my hero. Yeah, no, mine too. Yeah. I like working out, though. It's it's bad when your joints get bad. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's Are why your joints getting bad? Uh, my back a little bit if I don't take care of it, you know, or I eat like some like crazy gluten shit, <laughs> you know? No. Nah. Um, but your joints, dude, that's what I learned, like, getting older, bro. That's why I'm happy. Some people got knee problems or, like, elbow Oh, I problems. got knee. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. Because um, when you're hooking up jets, like, you're, you're on the landing gear of uh, the nose of the aircraft, and you got to dip down, and you're always, like, your hip. You're, like, duck walking. Yeah. And your knees. Did you wear knee pants? No. No, when you're young, you're just so fucking right. like yeah, top I'll do gun, it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I was a top gun fucking right guy, on. man. I fucking did that shit all day long, but um, that keeps you from working out. So you have to come up with inventive ways to keep your ligaments and all that shit. You don't think about this when you're young, right? <laughs> Only when you get into your forties, yeah. mid forties, yep. and then. And then sex. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Let's not even go there. But <laughs> like, I take vitamins, girls. Yeah. So my shit's still like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's you, still good. Yeah. No, good. No, yeah. You got to like, take your vitamins. Yeah. If you're not taking vitamins and that shit's. Yeah. You got to take your vitamins. That's or, like playing pool with a fucking. <laughs> and it's that deep. Yeah, it really is. Exactly. So, um, but I just don't think that people are talking about this or doing this. But what I recommend if you're out there and you want to go hard. Yeah. Like fucking take some, you know, go testo weed. booster or yeah. some shit like that. You yeah, know, it helps. I mean, then test them out. Not everything's for everybody, right. you know, but look, I got this good mustache growing. No, it looks good, brother. Like. I mean, it didn't look that good in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it was so like. Right. Patchy, but it's coming too, in, yeah. you know, and I got one of those trimmer, you know, <laughs> to, I'm trying to make it not look like Fu Manchu. Because I once I went back to my ex, she was like, don't think you can come back here with the Fu Manchu. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm like, well, obviously oh, it's working. <laughs> then all the girls are showing me videos of the cartoon where the yeah. guy has a mustache that's like flipping like yeah. this. Oh my. So I'm I'm not really good with facial hair, but yeah. it looks like you are. It looks good, buddy. Uh, it, it's uh, you know, I I I my face I stopped the with the facial hair, bro, cuz like it's starting to get gray. So that's oh yeah, but like. gray is like sexy too nowadays. And the hair, I'm okay with it. I'm like, you know, I'm, but like with the facial hair or my pubes, yeah. if they see that shit, then I'm like, well, you got a manscape. Well, you know, I can't be like a 12 year old boy. I gotta have that fucking. Well, 
was you know yeah, one yeah, time yeah. some girl was sucking my dick a oh, long no. time ago oh, nice. and my pubes were like fucking 10 inches long <laughs> like you could braid them like they had cornrows oh come on man Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, she's like, you got to shave that. <laughs> she's like, you need to trim that. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, it's all getting in the way, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, today I'm manscaping. That, I, and I like it that girls do that, too, you know. Do they man? Yeah. They I like a, I'm on old school, man. I need a, a, like an old school 70s bush. Oh, you know what I mean? oh yeah. Oh, um, Pretty much a couple of the girls I've been with lately are not ashamed of growing their bushes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's I a like pandemic. That. Yeah, man. right. It's I'm lonely and so are Rise, you. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and then you land right in it like a big fluffy bush. And I like big fluffy <laughs> bushes. I can understand the porn. Yeah. The Playboy back in the 70s, yeah. 60s, where they're just like full on. Yeah. And that's how you know the carpet match. Yeah. The drapes. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. My mom and my grandma, my, uh, they told me, you can't go out with white girls. No. They never told you that? No. You can't just- go out with white girls? And I guess that's racism, right? Because yeah. they're like, because they're going to dilute your blood, your full blood. And I am full blood. Yeah. So any girls out there want some full blood, here I am. But um, <clears throat> <laughs> where can they like, find no, you, Jack? I'm okay. like, fuck that, you know? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't want to go out with Indian girls, man. <laughs> you no. know, I want to go out with white girls. Yeah. And that's what I did. Nice. And white girls and Asians and Singapore. I got kicked out of Singapore. You did? Yeah, I can't go back. What happened? Well, you know. What the fuck was that? It was just because, like, minor implications. It was was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Yeah, it was one of those moments, and... I'm glad I can't go back there. Why are you bullying me? Well, I had a lot of good times over there, you know, like in Singapore, like with many women. Many. It's just like, that's how the country rolls, like. Give you me a good old rub, 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 rub. <laughs> and that's what we did. We did a lot of that. Give you me a good old rub. And you girls out there, you're just letting these guys go down on you and you're letting them do that to you and you're just letting them raw dog you and stuff (laughs) like that. But these girls aren't. Seriously. They're pros. (laughs) Seriously. They'll they'll take your dick. Yeah. They'll like wash it, scrub it, soap it up, all that. (laughs) And then put a condom on you. Mmm. So pro. Yeah. And I think they're certified. Yeah. God bless them. Yes. I love them. And you got to tip them good. Yeah. So they'll keep, you know, doing a service to the community. 
<laughs> so hey, we're getting a little bit deep here. Yeah. We're going deep, deep. Uh, <clears throat> but a lot of these. One time I uh, pulled into Australia. <laughs> yeah, Australia the first night, and we pull in there, and I'll, and my son was born at the time. <laughs> what a dick, right? <laughs> Cock blocker. <laughs> So I, um, I'm in Australia and we pull in for the first time. It was like 6,000 sailors hit the beach, dude. And I'm walking down this, I'm at the casino, right? I'm walking down this hallway. I, I come out of the casino. I'm like, people are losing money. Fuck that. I'm not about that. I'm trying yeah. to get laid. Right. Yeah, yeah. I come down the hallway. I see three of the hottest blondes walking towards me. They're like, Tight skirts, mini skirts, high heels. Ooh, all looking good. And I'm like, hey, ladies. I'm like, you want to party? They're like, ah. Dude, I have three women. (laughs) Boom, under my arm. I'm walking in the club like this. Three girls. Uh, uh, uh. Right? All my boys are there. They're like, red water. Wow! All of a sudden, I'm the hottest fucking dude. All these girls are like so fucking like into it, and they're like, oh. And then my boys start buying them drinks because I can't do all that, yeah. And then I party with those three girls for a whole fucking week. They took me all over Australia to all the best clubs, parties, all that. I even met their boyfriends, <laughs> three boyfriends one morning, right. and they're like, "Hey, who are you?" I introduce myself. They introduce. They're like, "We're going fishing." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll be right. fishing tonight with your girlfriend." <laughs> they were so mad when we left. Oh, yeah, I I got a lot of a lot of those stories, but um, then you get. Older, yeah, and then you're looking for that one special pussy. Ooh, that one that fits though, pussy. You know? like a ring. Pussy. Just slide it on, and you're pussy. like, "That's the shit right there." I hear you, bro. That's it's <laughs> all about that, you know. Yeah. Like when it's it comes down to it, turn right. Yeah, you know, like seriously, there is a woman out there, like. I'll find her. <laughs> She's out there somewhere. Yeah, there's plenty of women out there. <laughs> JR, you're going to find them all. I think I've found them all. <laughs> no, there's more. They're, They're all married kids. now. <laughs> they all have that, kids now. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we weren't going to wait for you, JR. <laughs> so. And if you find one, like Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. A good one. That's the main thing. I found her. Cheers. I think you did. Thank you, brother. So and good I thank to see you, brother. You are a legend. You're a legend. And bro. your own right. You brought me out to the workaholics house. Yeah. Oh yeah. You put me on stage. Yeah, there, buddy. Dude. That yes, was I did. so well, fucking that's, cool. I didn't even fucking expect that. That's where this podcast comes from because this is a podcast uh that was a, a comedic podcast that I was having 
out of the workaholic's house. And I've been to a party at your house before you were so, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I had my own house and, uh, yeah. I was like, who the fuck I was is loving this it, guy? Doing it, hell yeah. Yeah, man, this oh, guy is so I'm Coming up to the stage, <laughs> loving it, doing it, hell yeah. <laughs> With looks that kill and dress the thrill. Feature eyes on this sexy little lady, hell yeah. Come on, girl, do it. Do it. Hell yeah. yeah. Erica Lyria. <laughs> Fucking A, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm so glad I know you in all my life. Same and here, brother. I feel like today we're going to get on. We're going to get rocking it. We're going to own all these motherfuckers. Dude, why Let's not? Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Because we could do it. We can. And it's all about doing it. It is all about doing and it. And don't ever give up. Nick. Don't ever give up. That's do right. it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Do it now. I got one show booked this year up in Seattle. So, you know, I didn't drop my prices, dude. Nice. I stuck to the guns. Fuck yeah. Because I remember, here's another gem, okay? For all the up-and-comers out there that are listening. Rookies. Fucking Mamie JR has one more gem for us. And this is it. And I learned this from Adam Beach. You know Adam Beach? Sounds familiar. He's the Indian guy on uh, Joe Dirt selling okay. fireworks. <laughs> Remember that guy with the I didn't see the movie. Dark rim glasses. He has I'm sure like, I've seen uh, it. braids, and he's selling fireworks at a stand on the side of the road. And Joe Dirt, he comes up, he's like buys fireworks from him. Yeah, like sparklers and the snakes and stuff like that. Adam Beach once told me he was like. Because I brought him on tour with me because he's famous. And he's like, JR, just remember, here's the gem. Get what you're worth. Make sure to get what you're worth. Basically, don't undersell yourself. That's right. If you're worth 5, 10, 12, 20,000 per night, Get that. Yeah. And so um, here's one last gem. And I really appreciate you for bringing me here. Bro, it's great seeing you, man. You have a great Great fucking studio. Thank you, brother. And you live in one of the most bomb towns. It's dope. Redondo Beach. You know it. I was like, this motherfucker living (laughs) in Redondo Beach. Got a nice woman, nice studio. Ooh. Yeah, thanks, bro. You know. And with that, we're going to leave you. Uh, where can they find you, JR, if they want to look you up? So you got your like, website? Just check me on Insta. Okay. What's your Insta? Uh, at JR Redwater. Okay. J R R E D W A T E R. That's where I mostly am. Peace out. <laughs> love, you. love you too, brother. J.R. Redwater, give it up for this legend right here in the Poop Dollar Studios. Loving it, doing it, hell yeah.